Alright, welcome to the Mammoth Games cast. I am one of your hosts. Nice one. With me as always. Ah. Uh, do it, someone. Anybody? Ooh, 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 ooh. Me, 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 me. Alright, yep, yeah, go. Elder Gord. Damn it. Damn. <laughs> he snuck it in. He snuck, snuck and, it in. And Johnny Riot. And. Uh, Alright, I'll be Johnny Riot. Alright. But yeah, like I, I said. Always have to be that welcome guy. to. What? <laughs> what was that? I always have to be that guy. Shit. Wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, again? I'm not fil- yeah. Uh, oh, I'm not filter recorder night swarm, so I guess I'm this fucking guy. It seems like it worst. would be cool to be me, but it's not. <laughs> I got stuck with like the worst creative character mode. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, I think we all did. We didn't take advantage of any of the good things that we could have. When there were wings when do and I get to, like when horns do I get to and tails. We pick this. Yeah. When do I get to respec? <laughs> I think it's at end game. God, you gotta finish this one before you. It's when you reincarnate, but you always come back as like a beetle or some shit. Yeah, I don't remember the tutorial. This sucks. <laughs> New game plus is that you're just somebody's house cat. Well, that's the joke. They don't give you a good tutorial. I mean, that we've been saying that since day one. I think on this podcast, we need better tutorials. It just yeah, and yeah, I don't think life's any different. I didn't get a single pop up. I don't think. I had one this morning, but ah. anyway. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> All right. Um, usually we start this with something witty. I don't have anything. Do you guys? Mm-hmm. Anything at all? I'm completely I mean, out. I feel like we talked about it. We did, if you caught the pre-show, we did, you know, is a burrito a sandwich. Um, we brought Minnesota law into this. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Um None of us are from Minnesota, so it's fine. Yeah, so it's cool. Um, oh, I thought it was oh, middle soda. Because it's in like the middle of the country. It's mini soda? Like a small... Like a small can of... Mm. Okay. I'm going to say it. Pop. It is Pop. It is big news day. It is uh, It is the Super uh, Super Bowl. Super Bowl, yeah. The Super Bowl. Someone's going to win. Super Bowl comes out of his cage and he's been doing it's, super, it's super Bowl day, guys. Super Bowl day, guys. Super Bowl day. What if All right. Was going to be ball to beat the shit out of the Kansas City Chiefs? That was the I other thing we were talking about. I yeah. heard an NPR. There's a wing shortage. Excuse me. There's a, there's a wing shortage. A national mm. wing shortage. That's why I couldn't get a flight the other day. Mmm, that one was rough. Come on. <laughs> we're gonna need gonna need better. Okay, hold on. Go back to the <laughs> go back to the drawing board. Okay. Okay. What do we got here? We got the uh, wing wing shortage. Wings, birds, uh, planes, uh, chicken, uh, buffalo. Yeah, sounds like you're just doing research. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm in. Did like a video game come out or anything? Yeah. Uh, was well, playing a video game last week. A few I, video I games. finally, I finally dove into Control. I waited mm. and waited. Control's a game I bought when it first went on sale during a holiday sale and never opened it. Yep. And then the Ultimate Edition went on sale around Christmas for Xbox One, so I bought it so I'd be ready to play it when the free One X up or the free Series X upgrade came. And now that we got it for free on PlayStation Plus, I'm just playing it there instead. Yep. Um, <laughs> I decided to go straight to graphics mode um, because I don't care about hitting 60 frames if it's my first experience at a game. Um, I have a new opinion, and I think that if there's a graphics mode versus a performance mode, always do graphics mode first. <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's hard to go back from 60 frames once you get used to it. Yeah. 
but damn, does that ray tracing look so, so good on control on the PS5 on my TV. Hell yeah. Yeah, I yeah, like it, control a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not super far into it, but it's... Um, it's it's kind of like they took everything I like about storytelling, about horror, about sci-fi, about just like weird paranormal type shit, mm-hmm. and video games, and mashed it together. Yeah, um, it's exactly what it's, it is. It's a third-person action-adventure Metroidvanian game that just blows my fucking mind. And it's got like the Finnish culture in there with the janitor. It's like it, damn near impossible to understand what he's saying. It, it, oh yeah, I immediately jumped into the game and was like, I don't need subtitles on, I'll be able to be oh, fine. Yes, all yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. And as soon as I ran into him, I was like, oh fuck. Yeah. That guy's like, the game is the, the game, game was super trippy. Just can, from the first oh god. Yeah, it just continues as well. Like as soon as you're like, damn, that was really cool. I didn't expect that. It does something yeah. else. Like a little more over the top, a little bit more into that vein of if you're playing this game and you're really into it, things that you're into, and it just keeps going with it. I also They're really like, like that um, something a lot of games don't do, your character knows a lot more than you as the player do. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, your yeah, character I, will talk I like about the, their plan and you have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, without getting into any kind of spoilery stuff, like, mm-hmm. It's really awesome. I, I dig the main character. Um, uh, there's weird stuff going on that you're kind of questioning about what's going on with the main character, so you're kind of outside of it from a story perspective, which is really cool. Yep. Um, and from the first time you encounter the janitor, like some mind-bendy shit happens, and I, I said, what the fuck, like five times in the first 20 minutes of playing that game in a good way. Yeah. Um, it's just... I, I thought that I screwed something up and I thought that I messed up in my own mind because I'm normally really good at keeping track of where I'm going and what I'm doing in a game and it really, really messed me up but I'm loving it so far I don't want to spoil anything because it's such a good game and it's such an amazing deal to be on PS Plus um, the game is too good to be on PlayStation Plus Yep, it's, it, yeah. I, I was surprised that they brought it so quick yeah, it has yeah, it's, no it's business being there, to be honest. But oh, yeah. I am so happy that it's there. Happy to have it. Yeah. yeah. Now, I also will say, um, I'm glad it's there because I did, get to, I did get a chance to play Destruction All-Stars. I'm not sure if you guys did. I did. Um, no, I, I got a chance to play it really quick. Um, honest first impression, there's no way that game should have ever been positioned at $70. Never. Mm. No, that... Um, it's just destruction derby. It's just smash into each other. It's, People are comparing it to like twisted metal. It's stuff, twisted not metal. Yeah, not even. There's it, no like guns and stuff. Right, right. It's it's twisted metal. Remove guns. Insert free running. Yeah, it's just destruction derby stuff. Except you can get out of your car, and you all have different specials. But in the end, you're still just smashing each other's cars. That's all it is. Yeah, and um, right away they were saying like, how is this? You know, how is this supposed to continue? Like, it's fun to sit down and try it, but with that, I haven't went back and played again. Yeah, I played, like, I did a tutorial, I did, like, one round with a different character, and was like, I'm already bored. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing, it's like, what, how, they're not, they don't have anything in place to keep people coming back. It's pretty, it play, it controls really well. Um, I love the adaptive triggers. I love everything that it does well. It just doesn't do enough. Yeah, I, I played probably about two hours worth where I like looked through everything and changed characters and 
you know, got currency, uh, you know, through the in-game system or whatever, and you know, bought something with in-game currency um, to change my character or whatever. It's it's fine, um, but that's something that's going to need a lot of work to, you know, be able to be I a mainstay. I see new game modes happening. Um, in the end, I think I. I don't know. I almost feel like it having more of a Rocket League approach and with new game modes getting added later on to add more to it. Because as it is, it's not a great game. Yeah. It, it does everything that it does. It doesn't do anything that it does poorly. And I, I think that's a really good takeaway from it. In my opinion, it does everything very well. It just doesn't do enough. Yeah, and I think moving it to this free game for February was a very smart move for them because those reviews would have come out and they would have been like, it's not enough. And it wouldn't have sold. It, it would have been completely yeah. overshadowed by even bug snacks. Like, but it, like between the two, definitely go bug snacks. Um, but, you know, Spider-Man would have crushed it. Call of Duty, you know, all of these, like, maybe even Godfall. Like, it just would have been completely forgotten. So, yeah, that's that, that was a good way to go. Is is uh, you know releasing it later as a free game. All right, all right, cool. Uh, so uh, we'll go ahead and jump into the game's releasing. Uh, but first, if you guys get the chance, head over to Facebook.com/backslashmanwithgamesinc. Check out all the top news and video game stuff there. We appreciate all the likes, comments, and shares, and follow us on Twitter at manwithgamesinc. So you know when we go live and do stuff just like this. Um, these games are releasing uh, between the 8th and the 14th of February. The first one coming out Thursday, the 11th and... 11th. That's hard. All right. Yeah, we have no Tuesday games this week, which I thought was weird. That was weird. Um, but the first one is, uh, and we actually talked about it a bit before the show, um, Death Crown. Yeah, Death Crown's looking really cool. It's kind of got like... Um... Almost like the drawn to it's, death art style. Yeah, it's, it's being it's being called a one bit one bit game. style. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Um, yeah, it's uh, you play as death herself, commanding a legion of death and punishing humanity's kingdoms for its overconfidence. Hell yeah! Is the I can't wait to do that in real life. I mean, in the game. So that's cool. Uh, so it's like a reverse. Uh, kingdom builder it's like yeah. a kingdom destroyer is what it sounds like right yeah it yeah, kind of sounds like maybe like a reverse tower defense too that's pretty cool uh but the art style is gorgeous it looks hand-drawn very uh what we compared it to like death clock uh metalocalypse yep um it definitely looks like an adult swim game it does yeah oh yeah without a doubt it, it super does but it's been on PC for a while and got really, really good reviews, and honestly, it's the kind of game that I normally wouldn't expect us to throw up on here, since it's not a big enough release. It's, it's one of those like random download games, but it, it stood out enough and did well enough on PC that I was like, you know, we're, we're going to talk about this guy, because it's, as weird as it is, it really stands out as a kind of game I could see us all kind of getting into. That, and I don't think it's really been talked about, so it's not like we are you know, rehashing something that we talked about three months ago that's being re-released for another console or something. Like, we, we haven't talked about this, so. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, this one is coming out PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Um, yeah, definitely a, definitely a good title. But 
of course, not to be outdone, um, another great game coming out Thursday, the 11th. Uh, 11th. Mm. I can't do that. My 11th. 11th. Yeah, I need to put a T in there. Like my brain's like, don't you fucking dare leave that T out. There's no T in eleven. Eleven. Elephant. Elephant. I'm glad that one's gone. Uh, This is the last one we're talking about for Thursday. (laughs) Uh, But it's Little Nightmares Two. Little Nightmares was definitely, you know, like a creepy little puppet game, and this is adding that but with co-op which uh you know continuing the story with co-op i think that'll take away some of the tension though mm-hmm. um you know adding a second player makes you feel a little more comfortable uh so it's going to be i think it's going to be interesting if you play this multiplayer and you played the first one to see how um to see how that feels to see you know how, how, how it differs but um to be visually honest, they're amazing games though they're oh. really yeah, mm-hmm. they're they're unsettling in a good way, for sure. Yeah, just a gorgeous a gorgeous game. Um, that it's hard to compare it to, like art style. It's kind of hard to compare it to things because of the way that they use their lights. Their their lights are re- the lighting is whoever these lighting artists are for something like this. They deserve a raise. Because their lighting is just so good. It accents everything perfect. Uh, and yeah. Um, definitely check out that announcement trailer for the Switch. Um, of course, coming out for the Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, yeah. I, I can't say enough good things about it because it actually is a tense game. Um, single player, you know, if you're not playing this multiplayer, I have a feeling this will feel a lot like the first one. Very it's unsettling. weird because, like, if I had to say it, I would say this game puts me at mentally a place between Silent Hill and Limbo. Yeah. Yeah, it's very Limbo if, yeah. if you're comparing it to a game. Um, damn. Yeah, they, they, they've been doing a good job, and I'm actually pretty excited for this one. So, All right, we have two more. Um, Johnny, this one was yours. <laughs> Galaga? Yeah, so wait. Yeah, Galgun Galgun returns comes out Friday. So oh boy. Um Yeah, if you've ever seen if you've never seen any of the Galgun games, it's the only reason I threw this one on the list. They're weird. Um it's a typical okay, it's not a typical rail shooter. It's it's a rail shooter, a little bit more of an a mature influence on it. But this is a, a re-release, I believe, of the, of the original game. Uh, it came out forever ago, back on, like, last-gen 360, PS3. It's just that we're getting a current version of it. But it's a rail it's a rail shooter where, where you are launching pheromones at people. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird. Um, clothing comes off people get hit in the face or in the in the in the tummy area with pheromones and it kind of woos them or it oo woos them is grim uh, in the chat lowercase u capital <laughs> w lowercase u no. um <laughs> there's an umlaut in there somewhere yeah it's it's weird it's really weird um 
I have friends that have played some of these games before and, and really like them, but it's, as you can see on screen, it's it's different. Um, what's I mean, really fun is there's a there was a collector's edition um, that was announced on their website, and if you look that up, there it is. You actually get, um, well, I, I know it's not a collector's edition, it's just the pre-order bonus, the Smells Like a Girl bookmark. Um <laughs> So, yeah, it's a neat game. It's got some things for it. Japan is, like, moments away from collapsing its country. <laughs> I don't want to know what is the big deal about a Smells Like a Girl bookmark. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like it's weird. I'm going to get but, a hold of all those bookmarks at GameStop before they get handed out and just short on every single one of them. Wait, is it the I, birthday I, Is it the birthday suit collector's edition? Oh, my God. Oh God there's some... Yeah, because there's some that's what, that's what I found. There's some weird stuff about this series. So, uh, but it is coming out for PC, uh, the Xbox Series X, the Xbox One, and the NSFW, or the, the, NS, the NSW, Nintendo Switch. I imagine um, the uh, PC version is a little more risky than the others. Yeah, this game's going to be available on your Switch, but I don't recommend playing it in public. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... It's something. What the hell? Uh, safety goggles, yeah. That uh, that collector's edition comes with safety goggles. It says. I hmm. th- these are the safety goggles. I don't yeah, get it. Yeah, those are safety goggles. You're right. Okay. That's the mask I wear to work every day. <laughs> <laughs> that's why on Monday they're calling you into the. And that's the European office. peg. Is that the Euro- that's the Europe uh, pegging edition? No, pe- mm. Peggy edition. Peggy. Sorry, Peggy. Got excited. The, hold on! Hold on! Let's go back to pegging edition. I'm, I'm liking the sound of this. That's for a different part of the story. That's uh, uh, that's for the re- that's for our Resident Evil set. Uh, All right. On the same day, we have uh, a game that no <laughs> one played uh, on the Wii U uh, oh, coming false, out on the Switch. False. We false. did play this. People quite a definitely quite a lot. played this game. Yeah. Um, in fact, someone we know is traumatized by us playing this hmm. game. That was fun. Uh, but Super Mario 3D World uh, coming with uh, <laughs> Bowser's Fury. Bowser's Furries, got it. Um, yeah, no, this is the Catsuit Mario game. Very, like, all in all, this was an amazing game. Um, even on the, like, even on the Wii U. We wouldn't have the Switch without the Wii U. So you gotta mm-hmm. kind of, like, you know, tip your cap a little bit. Tip uh, your cat a little bit? Cat. Tip your um, cat. We also wouldn't have the worst Mario Maker set up if it weren't for Super Mario 3D World, because, God, I hate the 3D World set. Yeah. But, uh, no, this game's, this game's cool. Um, there's a lot, of, a, a lot of fun to be had with this game. Just, like, I was trying to, like, think, like, is, is the fun just for playing couch co-op? And I would say probably no, but couch co-op definitely is the star of the show uh if you're johnny and kind of an a-hole um it's so good (laughs) yeah uh so you know there's not too much to say about that one of course uh like we said coming out the 12th Mm. 12th i can't do it no so apparently night swimmers doesn't know his numbers no never heard of the 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 twelfth stint 
Mm-hmm. Never heard of that. Are you, saying, are you trying to do like a beatbox right now? I was trying. Mm. Real Channel my inner. Close. Yeah. Channel my inner Bobcat. Um, Goldthwait. That's the man. Um, no, but yeah. I will also say that if it weren't for Super Mario 3D World, we wouldn't have gotten one of the best Nintendo games that came out over the past couple of years, uh, Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker. So. Mm. It Mario 3D World did give us some really cool stuff, so I'll give credit where credit's due. Um, I think that for me, it's just too cutesy of a Mario game, as weird as it is to say that. Um, might be why I wasn't super into it. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, those are all the games releasing. Uh, looking back, um, on Thursday, we have Death Crown and Little Nightmares 2. On Friday, Gal Gun Returns and Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Um, if there's anything we missed, feel free. Let us know uh, over on Twitter, at Mammoth Games Inc. Um, but let's jump into some freebies uh, because we did get some extras this week from what we talked about last week, which is nice. Yeah, so we were expecting For the King, which is like a hex-based uh, sort of tactical combat game. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody at Epic was like, wait a minute, didn't we just give this to people? And they're like, oh, shit, yeah, you're right. So they went ahead and tacked on an additional freebie, Metro Last Light Redux. Haven't they given that out for free, too, though? No, they gave Apparently us uh, they gave us Metro 2020, uh, 2033 Redux. Yeah. Okay, so... So now I own the entire Metro series on Epic. Yeah. Because I bought Exodus during the holiday sale. Nice. Okay. Okay. So yeah, um, some good gifts. I always like when they do that. Instead of taking something away and replacing it, they just you know yeah. hook us up with another free game because they're like, oh yeah, our bad. And um, it works because we, I did miss for the king last time. Yeah. 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 So um, some pretty good games there. Definitely go pick those up, even if you don't have a system to play it on. You'll just build yourself a nice library. And Metro, as I've said before, is a really good series. Um, really fun first-person shooter horror series. Yeah. Um, they're really good. For sure. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So, uh, forging on, getting into the news. Um, we actually had news. We had news. Yeah, this, week. this week, there was news for all of us, I would have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh Filter, why don't you go ahead? So, uh, I've been kind of referencing it off and on, so I'm sure everybody will be excited for me, that Total War Warhammer 3 has been announced. Um, So the first kind of, um, I guess, factions they showed off was like a northern like ice kingdom, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, So they're kind of like in, I guess, the first um, of the Warhammer games uh, that came out. They're like a um, ice magic using like northern uh, kingdom, which of course Warhammer fans will know that the uh, hordes of chaos are coming from the north. So this is kind of, I, I guess, one of their little taglines they put on the on this uh, trailer is "face your demons." So it's like as the forces of chaos are kind of coming down from the north. Um, this trailer goes through the different uh, lords of chaos, which I think there's four of them. Uh, it's basically like the like they are four of the like deadly sins, basically. 
and uh, the queen kind of gears up, gets her ice magic shit going, and goes out to face uh, one of the chaos lords. So this should be pretty cool. Um, we're expecting several factions, so it's hard to say exactly how many to expect. But uh, the first game had like 17, and then the second game had like 10 at release. So they waited a little bit longer between Warhammer 2 and Warhammer 3 than they did between 1 and 2. So I would probably expect maybe 12 factions at launch or something like that. Okay. Yeah, they have a good-looking trailer here for sure. Um, kind of giving you a good idea, so if you haven't seen that, uh, yeah, the Conquer Your Demons announced trailer. Uh, definitely one to go look at if you are interested in you know, whether it be Warhammer or Total War. And it's sort of got to, like, just the general, um, uh, you know, it's kind of like watching, like, a Blizzard trailer or something. It's just got a really cool atmospheric thing going on. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. And they didn't give any concrete release date. They just said 2021, right? Yep, this year. So they've historically September. been releasing them in, like, September. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. So um, with that, uh, we also had the talk, and I think it was pretty much inevitable. But um, and when, And it's funny because when I read this, I read 16. But Final Fantasy 14 coming to PS5 mm-hmm. in April. Um, yeah, uh, we got they, they dropped news. They dropped some big news. Um, they dropped that we are going to be getting Final Fantasy fourteen um, upgrades to the PS five version coming, um, which of course is going to mean four K, all kinds of other awesomeness there. Uh, I'm very excited um, because just like the transition from PS three to PS four, um, they were saying that we were going to get a free upgrade for it. But most importantly, this all came tailing the announcement of a new expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker is coming. If anyone has played through the Final Fantasy expansions uh, for fourteen, the story content has just been ridiculously good. Um, I think we lost them. And it looks like stalks to the Oops. moon, baby. We lost them. Because... There we oh, go. He's back. Oh, We lost here. you for a second. Oh no! I was saying Final Fantasy fourteen has had some amazing story content, mm. and for anyone that hasn't been following it, it's worth honestly just reading it and catching up through it with the cutscenes. But they're finally taking us to the moon. Mm. Damn. Um, some people might remember that Final Fantasy four took us to the moon. Final Fantasy fourteen has been really good at tying in some little things here and there from past Final Fantasy experiences and bring them into something new um, but they did confirm this one's going to give us two new classes, uh, a new healer and a new DPS oh, yeah. um, we got to see in this trailer what the new healer is, they're bringing the sage class in um, okay. which is going to be using like really cool little floating daggers yeah, for that's all right. their attacks um, looks really cool um, very hyped to see that and yeah. then no one knows what the new DPS is going to be yet Meaning, I kind of have to go through my old Final Fantasy stuff to try to guess what it could be, because I really don't know. Um, there are so many classes out there that we haven't. There aren't really many left that we haven't seen hit fourteen yet. Um, I guess we haven't properly seen a Geomancer. We haven't seen a Beastmaster. Um, 
both of those I could see be really neat takes on a DPS. I just don't know how they do it. Um, but we already have a summoner, so I could definitely see a Beastmaster being a thing. I mean, <clears throat> looking at this, um, just watching this Endwalker teaser trailer does a good job of hyping me up for wanting to go all back of their and play teasers this. do it. All of their trailers, it's, all their teasers, are so good at hyping you up. It's so good. Um, and then and that yeah, was just Lunar Bahamut. Like we just saw what I believe was a uh, Lunar Bahamut, which was another throwback to Final Fantasy IV. Okay. Um, okay. But the fact that you see the main character, like you see like the, the the character here as a paladin on the moon, is a super big Final Fantasy IV throwback. Mm -hmm. So they're throwing back stuff to my first Final Fantasy. So this which is, is huge for me. So it seems like they're really pushing Final Fantasy IV, and is all of this coming in April? No, this expansion itself isn't dropping until fall. Okay, okay. So the expansions fall, the PS5 upgrade is April. Yeah, PS5 is going to go, uh, they're dropping a beta, I believe, April 13th, right around there, for okay. the PS5 version, um, which is going to be exactly what gets me back into the game again, I already know it. Yeah. Um, faster load times are going to be super nice. They did drop a video for that as well, just to show some of the PS5 upgrades that are coming. Realistically, I don't think it's going to be anything game-changing and, like, mind-blowing, mm -hmm. but it is going to be faster load times. Um, realistically, I don't see much of a need for much else, um, aside from, of course, graphics updates. Yeah, sure. But am I excited for this? Yeah. Am I going to buy the collector's edition whatever upgrade to this when it drops? Probably. Um, am I ever going to finish it? No. <laughs> because I just, a few months ago, finished the base content of A Realm Reborn and got into the first DLC, or the first expansion of Heavensward. Um, there are three expansions out that I haven't beaten already. Yeah, you and I are at the exact same spot then. Um, I, I love it though. I'm at the same exact same place. Like I'm it's just starting. Such a good, it's such uh, a good game. And it's just a matter of having time for it. Yeah, no, it's it's a huge time commitment, and that's the. Uh, yeah, that's that's something that's tough, especially I, I if you're trying to play solo. Every, every year I get back into it, and I play it like crazy when there's a lull in games dropping that I want, um, and then I dump like two months into it, and then I quit. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, the entire Realm Reborn stuff and a lot of the early expansion stuff, you can solo almost all that because you don't need a, a team of people with you. Oh, yeah. In yeah. fact, if you're playing it for the story content, I highly recommend soloing it. Um, okay. And if you haven't played it yet at all, do the trial because it gives you a lot of content. Hmm. For sure. All right. So uh, moving from one massive franchise to another, uh, Mass Effect had some more news this week yeah so um they finally announced a release date and like i guess a full reveal even though we all knew it was coming for the mass effect legendary edition which is basically uh the remastered trilogy um does not include andromeda and includes all of the dlc except for pinnacle station for the first game which was basically like a shooting gallery so okay. not needed. Uh, it, kind of a weird thing a to leave out, though. DLC. Well, it it caused like <laughs> major problems in the original game when it came out. <laughs> okay. So they're like, yeah, we're not 
They said basically we'd have no, to completely rebuild it at this point to make it work, and it's just not Shit. worth the time investment. Okay. So, I agree with them. They said it would take like six months just like fully rebuilding that DLC, which was the worst DLC for any of the Mass Effect games, so... Well, th- I mean, out. this is really exciting because you'll be able to sit down and roll from one Mass Effect in- to another. Straight with- through them. So, yeah, straight through them with these, you know, the, the high graphical fidelity... Um, you know, I'm not sure what they're bringing to the table, like in upgrade, you know, updates to gameplay or anything like that. So yeah, there's but, obviously just a general graphical fidelity change. That's the main point of this. Uh, they, I mean, they are referring to it as a remaster, right? They're not saying this is a remake. Yeah, of, yeah, uh, they're specifically calling it a remaster, right. even though they they did, um, from what I've seen, change a few things they, they changed just enough things throughout the trilogy to yep. kind of so make the, a more cohesive playthrough yeah the bulk of what they've changed is in the in mass effect one which you know notoriously did not age well mm-hmm. um and they've kind of yeah they've done some kind of unifying stuff so like some ui has changed uh so like the ui through the three games is a lot more similar than it had been in the past mm-hmm. and honestly that might the changes in one might make me get into it um, I tried several times to get into the series and just couldn't do it. So you were playing Mass Effect One, I imagine. Yeah, I, one's I, I hard. Have to start yeah, with one. Is, I one's have a really to do tough one. Game. Yeah, if you didn't play that originally, and even when you did, it was still kind of rough. You really had to, you know. That was very much like of its time. Yeah, yeah, it was really a very specific game in its time that was not amazing. I when I played it, I wasn't like, oh, this is the best thing I've ever played ever. I was like, no, this is good. This is fun. Yeah. It wasn't until two came out that it really, you know, started taking off. turned the dial. And yep. yeah, and two is and the still considered. Too. A, yeah, they they still say two is considered one of the best RPGs ever made. Yeah, um, on the list with Witcher three, and I, you know, people have uh, valid criticisms of a lot of stuff in the Mass Effect games. Um, but uh, I'm extremely excited to get into these and, and play through the whole trilogy again. And kind of, like, I see myself doing, like, a final playthrough, basically. Um, I'm going to create a character and run through their entire trilogy, you know, back-to-back. And then uh, that'll probably be my dropping point for it forever. But I haven't been able to do that like I have with, like, Dragon Age series and stuff like that. Because... It's just the first one is just so difficult to get into, right? Um, and it's you know, it's yeah. No, having the accessibility is is really important. You know, being able to play this all in the same place without having with like just yeah, modern weird. technology behind it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really good. They came out with um, uh, like a collector's edition without game. Yeah, the collector's well. edition that has was, it's kind of odd. They're giving you like a steel book, and uh, there's like a helmet. Uh, there's some art prints and stuff. Typical Bioware um, collector's edition stuff. But yeah, it does not actually come with the game because they're like, hey, we don't know if you're just gonna want to have this like digitally or um, we don't know what system you want to get it on. So they didn't want to limit it by system, which I think is really smart. Sure. I honestly, I'm a fan of the gameless collector's editions because they can be cheaper. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it made it 150 bucks when typically you'd be looking at an edition like this for like 
200, 250 probably. Yeah, also, uh, I, I feel like my last bad experience with the collector's edition um, outside of Cyberpunk, I'm going to ignore that, um, was Final Fantasy 15 mm. when I bought it and then they started announcing DLC for the game, but it, the collector's edition wasn't going to come with any of that stuff. And yeah. I was like, I felt bad because I was like, I'm giving you this like almost $300 for this and you're not going to give me a $20 expansion pass, like season pass. This is stupid. Yep. Um, so I canceled the entire thing then. So I would rather have someone be up front and say, yeah, here's this with no game at all for this price. Enjoy. Cool. Then I'm literally just buying the collectibles and I'm fine with that because that's how it's marketed. Right. Um, I do have one complaint that I've read so far. Um, one of the big changes they made um, might make some people shy away from the games. They reworked a lot of the camera angles. Yep, they're not going to be zooming in on Miranda's yeah. butt as much. Yep. Yeah. But which of course we that was all in, um, they they kind of pioneered a tool back in the day that um, had the like you know the shot pioneered. reverse shot like dialogue technique I guess. Pioneered mm-hmm. my tool back in the day. Oh, uh, they they pioneered blasting that booty on screen. Um, no, but no yeah, rip, rip ass effect. You can see, you can see in the video here, you know, on the live stream. Um, you know, just the the stark difference in in UI, even where the camera is located behind your character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really, yeah, I feel really like every, progressive. Every, every game that we see a remaster on like this, we should get video and like photo sliders like this to be able to really yes. show them. Because I yeah, how love how, this tool. how rad yep. is this? This uh, like it's fun. Yes, yeah, great tool for sure. Um, and yeah, looking at that collector's edition, uh, a scale replica of an you know N7 helmet, uh, key art steel case, appreciation letter, uh, the art print, a lithograph, and um, morality spinner pins, I guess. Yeah. So, so like, if you're playing or pin, through, oh, it's a single pin. Yeah. If you I don't see. know how you want to play, I mean, like a lot of like collector's edition for like Fable did this, where they gave you the coin to flip. That had a good side and a bad side. I'm not going to talk about Fable, sir. I'm still sore about the Fable 2 collector's edition that never happened. These guys need to put out a Fable 1 through 3. Uh, for real. Yeah. I would buy it's, it in a heartbeat. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I didn't. I, I was too burnt on Fable well, 2. Well, I own them already. I did not like Fable 3. <laughs> oh, they're all on Game Pass, too, so. Yep. I mean. Make them HD. Do it. Baby. Cowards. Speaking of making something uh, HD, that's not going to happen. <laughs> For a million years. <laughs> that's the segue. That's one of them. That that's done. a hell of a segue. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Prince of Persia, The this is specifically Sands of Time, right? Um, that shit ain't happening. <laughs> that ain't happening, uh, dog. They've uh, basically delayed it. Um, they're like, hey, we announced it in September. Which is interesting, because you can't be like, oh, this is because of COVID. So, like, you announced it during the, like, yeah. crisis. So it's not yeah. like you didn't know that was going on. So, yeah. I would never say we got a handle on COVID, but if no, we there was a point where we were starting to go, this is what we need to do for sure to, you know, it, it, that was the time. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake um, looks like it was delayed indefinitely. Yep, so they... Indefinitely. They didn't straight up say it was cancelled, which is something, I guess. 
that that's um, that's the that's the next step. Well, yeah, yeah, I don't know. They're gonna let it go honestly, for a couple. Honestly, of I would rather see indefinitely than six other release dates, and then yes, constantly forcing. moving it. Yeah. I would rather see indefinitely than end up with the scenario that we got with Cyberpunk, which yep. was delay, delay, delay. Sorry, this is what we're gonna do, so we don't have to delay again. Then we're gonna delay again anyway, and then just force it out. Yeah, I honestly respect them more for being honest like this. Yeah. Now, the weird part about it is that it's it's just a remake. They already have all the like framework for what they need to do and where they need to be. Like, it's not like it's a completely new thing. So their their developmental goal goalposts should already be laid out and structured pretty well in front mm -hmm. of them. So it, it it sounds like they whatever they're doing ran into something major for this to happen. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, if it would have been a whole new game, I get it. Like, you don't know how to pace those goalposts out to be able to say, you know, by this month we should be here, by this month we should be there, by that month there. What if, um... um with this, though, the game's already been made once, so they should be able to comparatively say, right. this should take roughly this long, this should take roughly this long. Um, they had to have hit something big. What if yeah. they accidentally gave Disney the rights to the Prince of Persia <laughs> name when they made that movie? <laughs> now, oh, I'm thinking, shit. Oh, fuck. I'm thinking maybe they, they, they ran into a roadblock with their code, and they're like, oh, man, you know, like, just because you're playing a game and the game is good doesn't mean that the coding and everything is smooth right. underneath. The code could be complete dog shit on the remake, and, you know, them trying to... Uh, you know, duplicate that. They're like, no, none of this works. We're gonna have yeah. to completely rewrite this. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, so they're doing this. It, could... This is a remake, anyways. It's not like a. They're not considering it a remaster. This is a full rebuild. So. Right, uh, right, but usually with a rebuild, it is kind of like they they try to do that one to one thing. Oh, this is what's happening there. Okay, let's go ahead and duplicate that. But it could have been, you know, something deeper that was just kind of rooted. That they're like, damn, no. What right. if? long shot what if they accidentally deleted all their progress uh, that would be funny their saves? i've done that that's possible that's definitely possible I, you don't even imagine have to delete being, it imagine being less than two months away from launch and losing everything okay hey, so uh, hold on so what folder did you back this game up into <laughs> what oh just my personal one hmm? yeah but i'm, I'm not i'm not uh i'm not uh messina but it's on the drive, though. It's on the drive. It's on, it's on the. It's, it's on the. It's on the cloud. No, we. No, we don't. We don't use the drive did, anymore. Did, did, yeah, we 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 purge the cloud like every three weeks because it gets full. Hmm. Oh. You guys what? Hmm. <laughs> oh. You purge. No, it's like it, it. It's it's one of those things like. They like they do the build and it's fine and then they shift it over to the save and it corrupts everything. Oh God. Go look into is anyone has anyone been recently fired? <laughs> like that's the. So, uh, it turns out we were <clears throat> storing all of our stuff on a, a legal version of a Windows computer that we never had licensed. Microsoft <laughs> found out about it. This is what's. This is why they have. This is why Ubisoft's working on a um, fucking Star Wars game now. Is these people just like gave up on Prince of Persia and we're like, that's oh, funny. We're gonna go. We're gonna do this instead. Fuck Prince of Persia. All my homies hate Prince of Persia. Except yeah. for the 2008 one. <clears throat> Except for Jake Gyllenhaal. No. <laughs> 2008 Absolutely one not. had a style. It had a great style. 
It had a style. Yeah. You cannot oh. say that it didn't have a style. But, but, now I, but this, this is proof, though, that you can literally be less than two months away from game release and say, like, all right, guys, we fucked up. We just don't know when it's going to be out. Yeah. Straight um, up, like, they're like, oh, we, we, we forgot to assign a team to this. But if this kills you, uh, no fear. There is oh, yeah. a little bit of redemption here uh, because EA is bringing back college football. Mm. Uh, the silence is so that all the other people <laughs> that that are very excited for this can start can finish screaming um, because those copies of NCAA football 2014 aren't going to be selling for like 80 and 90 dollars anymore um, I couldn't even imagine walking into a store and going I'm going to buy that for 80 or 90 dollars <laughs> man mm. I had so many people that were asking for those games and I got them in my store at times, and then immediately people from other stores would call it, can you ship that to me? No. Your customer can drive up here to get it, hmm. because I'm not shipping it out, be it in an order to another store for any reason. My store needs this $80 sale. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Um, I, was, I, wasn't the, I wasn't the fun store to call, because I made people do what they were supposed to do. <laughs> I hate that. I hate when that happens, yeah. Uh, but, moving on. ZeniMax CEO and co-founder Robert A. Altman passed away. Um, yeah, so... I didn't know too much about the guy. No? No, he was definitely not, like, um, the face of the company in any way. No, no. Um, but, yeah, he um, was around basically from the beginning. Uh founded the company in 99 following an extensive career as a lawyer in D.C. Um, so, definitely um, I mean, Bethesda had been putting stuff out since before 99, so I guess they went to acquire Bethesda um, I'll show you a little more info here, let me zoom in on that tweet Yeah, that's, that's what I did, just kind of taking a look, and it just kind of talks about, you know, like, the things that he liked to do Okay. Um, you know, deepest sympathies. So it doesn't um, super get into it, but yeah, it's yeah, sort they, of to be expected. Yeah, they did the smart thing of turning off all the replies. Um, and yeah, you know, just kind of like a good uh, just, just mm, a good we go. send off. We've got a Washington Post article. Um, he was 73. Uh, came from complications from a medical procedure. That's pretty... I feel like that's relatively normal. Um, it was originally... ZeniMax was uh, going to be a media and technology company, but refocused into video games in the wake of the dot-com bubble, which is when they started working to help create uh, Doom, Quake, Fallout, Wolfenstein, and Elder Scrolls. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good thing to fall into, you know. That's a that if there's something that you fell into in an era, that's that's the one. Oh my god! Uh, so he acquired a host of game developers and used political connections in D.C. to stock the advisory board with figures such as former U.S. senator, CBS chief, Democratic National Committee chairman, and of course, uh, who can forget President Donald Trump's younger brother Robert Trump. 
Uh, before he entered the video game industry, Mr. Altman was a sought-after lawyer. Um, he was a protege of the former defense secretary and advisor to several Democratic presidents. Together, they counseled corporate clients and politicians, uh, including a speaker of the House and Jimmy Carter's budget director. Uh, it's really interesting. He had a hell of a career, huh? Interesting, yeah. Definitely interesting, like, turn of event. You know, he's... Sometimes you hear about, and it's not something that happens like anymore, but you know some of these um, older people that have been in the industry for a longer period of time. It's like, oh, I was expecting a shipment of baked beans, but got a shipment of computers instead. Oh uh, God, the uh, yeah, the uh, the Peter Molyneux story. Peter Molyneux story. It was like, uh, is this whatever? And he's like, yes, yes, it will be. <laughs> like. <laughs> But yeah, it's like, no, I was a lawyer, and then, you know, I fell backwards into a tech company, and then it became, And then know, we realized that, like, video games were a big thing. Yeah, basically, like, he seems to just be, like, a really smart, like, go-with-the-flow type of... Investor. Like, investor. Yeah. yeah. Yep, that's exactly what he is, so... Um, made some smart moves. Yes. But uh, it is interesting, like, you hear a lot of stories about people in... God, he looks exactly like a guy I work with. Um... <laughs> You hear a lot of stories about, you know, people that are in video games and then they they sort of, uh, you know, reposition out to try to, like, chase money, basically. And it's like, sure. oh, I'm in my 40s and I've made $50,000 this year as a game, uh, you know, a game artist or whatever. I need to, like, actually make money. And um, it's interesting that he was, like, like you said, he, he went backwards of what you would expect from high-profile, like, political law to uh, entertainment, which turned out being video games in this case. Yeah. I think we should force people to retire at 65. That's probably fair. I don't like all these CEOs of companies being, like, in their 70s. Yeah. Nothing against him personally, obviously, but... No, of uh, course. He's, he's probably young among CEOs. Yeah. But, uh... Hey, man. Let him chill out, dude. If you live to 65, you deserve just like being able to chill out yeah just kick back that's why the age of retirement is like fucking 64 65 like 59 and a half you can start taking out of your retirement accounts right and not just that but like um a lot of people will like they work for their whole life and really bust their ass and then they retire at 65 and immediately have a heart attack because their body has just been like waiting to take a breath that whole time and i think if we were a little more diligent on forcing people to take vacation and, you know, kind of expanding general, like, sick leave policies and things like that. Like, in Germany, you, like, have to take... You get, like, a month and a half vacation just in general from... Like, that's a country baseline. And then, obviously, as you move up in your career, you get more and more vacation days. And you have to take those. Like, if it comes to December and you haven't taken your vacation, your company is not allowed to let you work. And it's like that, you know, it, it forces you to kind of renegotiate, like, downtime into your life. And I'm sure, especially as a lawyer, uh, you know, law is like a very um, aggressive, like, competitive field to be in, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, this isn't the the case in this case this is just kind of like a personal crusade i've been on or whatever but sure. uh yeah he had a good run 
He did a lot. All right. So looking at our next piece, um, the, I mean, between us, this was probably one of the more uh, this was a surprise surprising things that happened this yeah. week. Um, but yeah, it was a it's it's weird. It is it weird. Was definitely weird. Uh, yeah, I don't see the connection. So yeah, a few a few uh, a while back we talked about basically THQ Nordic creating its own parent company. Uh, to basically house all of these things that they're acquiring. They're, because that's what they're doing. They're just acquiring different IPs and companies and uh, basically creating this mecha company. So they created Embracer Group. Mm-hmm. Um, Embracer Group housed, uh, you know, has several different companies, including THQ Nordic. Uh, and most recently, as of this last week, they've acquired Gearbox. Um, which is massive. Uh, of course, known for um, Borderlands. Uh, they did that um, hero game, too, that, Johnny, you liked, right? Uh, Battleborn? Battlebjorn? Yeah. Oh, I miss Battleborn. Baby oh. Bjorn. Um, the transaction was a lot lower than I thought it'd be, to be honest. I don't know why. Yeah, I kind of thought that, too. Yeah, it was uh, $1.3 billion, I think. For Gearbox, um, so wow. Uh, but the idea is, hey, Embracer Group is an umbrella. Under the umbrella, you have these companies that have their own, you know, production. They have their own de- development team. They have all of these things that are not changing. Yeah. Um, so Gearbox is going to be under Embracer Group. It's still going to be published by Two K. It just has a parent company. New parent company, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so it is definitely interesting. Um, we'll have to keep an eyeball on, I guess, the developments that we see out of that. Um, but, yeah, Embracer Group, previously, it was kind of like Google where they just kind of created a parent company because they got so large that, like, THQ Nordic didn't want to have to run everything anymore. Mm-hmm. But... Um, it is. It's definitely interesting that they had. You know, they went and acquired uh, Coke Media, Deep Silver. Um, that really like fleshed out their uh, corporate side of the company. Um, otherwise, they've been running around acquiring a lot of like smaller European, you know, formerly THQ studios. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this is the first one that's just kind of seems to be more of like an aggressive like industry move, I guess, where. Yeah, they're really branching out of their typical comfort zone. They're grabbing a what? This is a, a Texas company, right? Um, yes, Gearbox. They're they're grabbing somebody that's outside of their normal wheelhouse. They're grabbing somebody that is not part of their typical, uh, you know, the old THQ family. Um, yeah. So it's it's interesting. Also, a really interesting part of this is that Embracer Group already has um, uh, what was the studio in Chicago? Volition. Okay. So they now have two comedy shooter studios. Yeah. So I could see Gearbox and Volition maybe partnering up on stuff in the future. For sure. I mean, yeah, that's the good thing that can come of this is like Mm -hmm. basically new contacts. Oh, hey, you do something like we kind of do. Um, That's good for talent. 
you know, moving talent back and forth between, um, you know, because not every company is the same, where it's like, okay, your job's done here. Uh, person's like, now what do I do? Oh, cool, I can pop over here and I can work on this game. Oh, that's done, and they're working on, you know, their next game or whatever. Cool, I'll jump back. Um, you know, that, that kind of thing is good, but, uh, you know, it, it also gives, um, you know, it, it just gives them a, kind of a fresh take, which is really good for... Uh, especially um, like comedy shooters, I think. I, I think exactly. it's good to be able to um, not have the same kind of comedy in literally every single game. It does get a little bit old. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I do think that Borderlands has done a really good job of keeping it fresh um, up to this point. So um, Randy Pitchford, you know, of course, uh, founder at Gearbox Entertainment, um, said that the feeling that gearbox or the feeling at gearboxes that we're just getting started in this transaction is merely a uh, stimulant for the talented or the talent of our employees uh, of our employee owned company but this is a propellant um, for the exciting future that we have planned so uh, you know he has a good feeling about it um, he's always vocal about pretty much everything that's happening with his company um, too so, vocal some might say too vocal some would say they're like, Randy, put down the fucking magic for a minute because mm-hmm. we have to talk about the next game. Um, and he's like, no. Was this your card? Um, <laughs> he so, is, like, definitely set after this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even I would before probably this. A, I would probably take didn't. an exit stage, right? And yeah, even before and this, he didn't, need the, he, he didn't need this money. And yeah. this is huge. And, and uh, you know, other news that we've we've known about because we played um bunkers and badasses which is done uh by uh you know our our friend ian and nerdvana games um nerdvana is owned by randy pitchford's wife um who just hired our bunker master from our bunkers and badasses game uh ian moss as a full-time designer right so yeah um good news definitely like shout out to you know, Ian, for scoring a really, really cool job at a company that seems really rad. Is so, uh, Randy Pinchford, is that anything? Like, pinching off his shit? Anybody? No? Okay. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel something there, but I'm not sure what it is. Yeah, something there. But, uh, yeah, th- I mean, this is something that we'll probably hear a bit more about later. Um, I don't know. Is it good to hear more about this Accusation, uh, or not? Is it better to just not hear anything and everything assumes, it, you know, standard operations? Mm. I think that's uh, that's a question. But um, question. if anything pops up, we'll be sure to you know dive down that rabbit hole. All right. Yeah, I think Austin, you were the one putting this one up, right? Yeah. So no second. Um, we've. We've kind of talked about it before. No segues. Um, we only do it wet and raw around here. After years of trying, WB Games has successfully patented the Shadow of Mordor Nemesis system. So, what was interesting, I mean, we were kind of constantly talking about, like, why don't more games have this? Right. Um, like, why isn't there more, like... I, I guess it's just a sophisticated, like, database that links, like, okay, this orc came across you once you chopped his arm off so now he has like a metal arm and he's Uh, pissed he's pissed you burned him so now he has burns like 
You know, <laughs> it's like I, a whole metal plate on the side of his head because it's right. caved in. And then they were like, you know, if they defeat you, they become much more powerful and they get new gear and things and they start to lead similar orcs as to what they are. Like, I, I can see the interest in it, the, the idea of it, right? Sure. Um, so, um, I, I guess it's just really complicated to make it work. Otherwise, more people would have tried to do it. Um, so since 2015, right after the release of the original game, WB has been trying and failing to secure a patent. Uh, previous issues were basically a lack of specificity and conflicts with other existing patents. So I, I assume just some other kind of... Um, I can't think of anything else. Linked that. lists. I would assume that it's probably like movie software. Pro maybe. But why would it need with? to be... Well, yeah, it just depends on how they were wording it, which yeah. is probably above my head. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm sure we could track down this exact uh, patent. But, but it um, seems like a pretty straightforward thing that took them a long time. Yeah. To patent. Yeah. I mean, we've been seeing it for a long time. That Well, they've had to make it very... We would like, like to it, see the style and yeah. other things, but... That kind of thing has to be very specific. So, um, I'm sort of... I'm interested, but these documents are so god-awful difficult to read that... Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. It'll you be know it difficult is. to really explain what the issue is. Uh, but yeah, it looks like WB uh, will have the ability to maintain this patent until 2035, assuming they keep all... <laughs> what this fucking article says, keep all their orcs in, in uh, order legally and financially. Mm -hmm. um, but... Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah, I really am because there's the a system was dope. Yeah. Like I absolutely loved the the Mordor game. I, I loved the Shadow games. They were so good. Um, it's yeah, no, the games were very familiar, but then when you inject the Nemesis system into it, yeah, that's it, what it's, did it's, it. It's like, whoa! It's like hold on the, a second. Like, finding a guy that you have no right to fight yet and then getting really really good at like winning that and you almost take them out you're like so ready for it and you kick their ass and they run away and you get swarmed by people mm -hmm. you're like well fuck I'll deal with them later and he comes back later and you're he just lays you into the fucking ground yeah, yeah no it, it's it's a it's a system you know from like a non-casual perspective of like important like it feels important I, I can't think of another system that had the same impact as the nemesis system the first time i saw it it just felt like such an important tool like where has this been kind of situation yeah so yeah, it, it's cool. I feel like there's a reason that they're that they were trying to dig into this, um, and and they got this now. Yeah, like what made it so cool is realizing that every playthrough you did was different, and none of the stuff that was happening when they would show back up was a scripted event. It was simply the battle went this way, so now it's definitely not going to happen that way again. It, it was the AI learning from you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that definitely adds, like, you know, in, you know, especially single-player, like, more story-focused games, um, that just adds a lot of interest and, like, the ability to, like, talk to your friends about it. And you're not just saying, 
bro, when you cut that guy's head off, he's so cool. Like, you have, like, something interesting to talk about where, like, oh, this one guy got, like, a lucky shot on me when I was down. And then he killed me, and it, he got promoted from a random orc to a captain. And then when I found him later in the game, he was, like, immune to fire, and I had all my runes in fire or whatever, so he beat me again. And, like, people have done experiments where they try to make the most powerful nemesis possible. We're just letting yeah. him kill them over and over again and stuff. And, uh, you know, they, like, bulk up. They get bigger and better gear. They get special magical powers and shit. It's so cool. Yeah. Uh, there was one guy when I was playing the first game that was from, like, the Death Clan or whatever. That They, they sort of had, like, necromancy powers, kind of. And um, I was constantly, like, branding him and releasing him with, like, the spirit hand. And... Uh-huh. He was unkillable, so, like, at a certain point in the game, after he had become, like, a notable captain or whatever, um, I, like, found him and I killed him by, like, cutting his arm, one arm and one leg off, and then he shows up later, and there's, like, a different colored arm and leg stitched to him, and then, like, I cut his head off, and then he shows back up with the head sewed back on, and the head is, like, starting to rot, and, like, the longer that it went on, he was, like, becoming more and more insane, until at the end of the game, he was—he did end up being my nemesis. And when I faced him in the kind of big final battle, he was no longer capable of speaking. And he was just, like, grunting and, like, screeching. It was so good. Yeah. And that's I mean, the kind it, of thing. That's what we're talking about. That's what they're patenting. It sets up really cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's. I, I feel like for their game up to this point, it was the focus. It was the bulk of their game. But... Mm console-based gaming has just taken a leap where that doesn't have to be the focus anymore they can add things around that to populate the area i think that was one of the if there was you know an argument is you know maybe the area uh some of the areas just in the game um felt a lip like maybe it felt a little dead that area would be dead for you it could be alive for me just because of the random the randomness of the nemesis system Yep, um, and I think um, they also like I would really be interested to see a third game in the series, but sure. I think they incorrectly thought that the thing that people really liked was the the main character in the story. Oh, which not is at absolutely all. not true. No, we like the mechanics in the game. Yeah. In the it could have been one, anybody. Yeah, in the second game, the the nemesis system was basically not really improved from the first games. So it was pretty much exactly the same, which is kind of disappointing. You expect to see something right? yeah some, some sort of movement so um the second game didn't do super well but i would really like them to go make a third game and then maybe you are playing as like one of these special orcs and there's like a civil war or something or i mean really you could do any story just i would say probably dump uh talion and Celebrimbor because yeah it, their shit's interesting or whatever but it was enough for one game not to yeah you know, so it's it's time to scoot on, and probably don't make a giant spider a sexy lady. But hey, hey, like, hey, hey, hey. Okay, I I'll disagree with you there. Okay. <laughs> also, like, it doesn't have to. Like, it's just the system. It's the AI, it's the the NPC AI right. and how that all works. It doesn't have to be another Middle Earth game. It can be. That's true. Anything like. Yeah. You can have a nemesis system working with like a fucking eighties crime game with different gangs and the hierarchy therein. Yeah, right. Um, it works and, It works everywhere. Yeah, it really does. And that's what's so unique. That's what I would love to see is I want to see other kinds of games bring that out. Like, I would love to see 
I almost want to say like almost like a GTA meets like the Warriors, something like that, mm-hmm. just happening. Um, where the, the it, Warriors would be sick because like, that game uh, was already cool. Like <laughs> something like that with different gangs and that hierarchy going in and the different people you're dealing with and them just kind of like learning and prepping and coming at you with different stuff. Yeah, yeah, especially with now that the fact that they have kind of locked their specific method of creating the nemesis system out from other developers trying to just basically clone i think they kind of are now required to pump a bunch of these games out (laughs) yeah because it's like okay you've taken away everybody else's i mean obviously you can just recreate the technology differently in your own way and it'll you know that, that won't be part of the uh patent you won't be violating any patent or anything but you know the fact that they have now tried to lock it down and make it more difficult means they have a responsibility to shit out a ton of these games for me <laughs> yeah i mean and looking at that too like the the main character in the story is whatever but you know they could have just as easily wrapped the story around like a create your own character you know like almost like a shepherd situation yeah you know it, the character has like a notable name or whatever but you know you can this could be literally with any character like any genre it it can work everywhere um and it would be really cool to see them branch out like take this away even from uh like the shadow name and and go elsewhere a lot of options shadow of new york shadow of chicago shadow of chicago really works anyone uh anyone else hoping for a ninja turtles game no shadow of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles colon Shadow of Shredder. The Foot Clan Ninja. The, fo- the, the Foot Clan. It would work It would work well. <laughs> yeah. That's doable. Huh? Is sure. that WB? Who has the, uh, the old turtle I think, license? I think WB. I'm sorry. We were we were talking... Like, Foot Clan came up, and I remember we were talking about Quentin Tarantino earlier today, and it just oh, yeah. messed my train of thought all up. Yeah, I'm on the Foot Clan uh, Reddit page. <laughs> sure. Um. So this we also have kind saying. of a re- repeating uh, news story as the last one here. Mm-hmm. So we were just talking about how EA uh, potentially, allegedly, s- are stealing a character design for um, for uh, Apex. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, it's, is, I, that's already live. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're sort of facing some calls that they are stealing a character, allegedly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, even more blatant, I would say, uh, Activision is being sued over stealing a character to put into Call of Duty. So, um, in 2019, Modern Warfare publisher Activision Blizzard introduced a new character to the game, the operator named Mara. A writer and photographer is alleging the company intentionally modeled Mara after his character from a short story called November Renaissance uh, Clayton Haugen, great last name filed a copyright infringement lawsuit in a Texas court on Tuesday um, basically so he alleges that Activision Blizzard and developer Infinity Ward willfully intended to model Mara after his character Cade Janus including hiring the same model the same hairstylist that did her hair in the same style. Dun, dun, and in dun. fact, they also hired the same makeup artist 
to apply the same makeup. Goddamn Joe Rogan. Um, they instructed the makeup professional to prepare the talent exactly as she had done for Haugen's Cade Janus photographs. They instructed her to style the hair in the same way that she had done for Haugen's Cade Janus photographs, even using the same hairpiece extension. Literally the same one. Not the same style. The exact <laughs> same hairpiece. <laughs> so then they have wow. some pictures here um, where they show uh, several shots. It looks like there's like 20 or 30 shots in total that they show for the quote-unquote Cade Janus character. Basically, he was making like a short film or short story or something that he wanted to eventually pitch as a film. Um, so he did this big photo shoot with this actress. Um, I mean, <laughs> this is like the most blatant shit I've ever heard of. Like, literally hiring the same people and telling them to do the same. And they have the, I mean, he has this in, like, communications from the hairstylist and the, the makeup artist that's like, yeah, they told me to do the same thing. And he had previously <laughs> taken these photographs and uh, showed... Um, like Activision had been involved in this previously so they had seen all this work and he actually goes on to allege that Infinity Ward and Activision required the model and makeup artist to sign non-disclosure agreements to conceal their planned infringement I mean not great I mean I mean I've almost never heard of something this blatant like, I can't think of what this even compares to. Like, straight up, they were like, bring in exactly the same shit and copy it. Like, literally, their instructions were, copy this dude's work. I mean, yeah, it's pretty shocking. Damn, dog. But also, there's only, like, two looks for female soldiers. So, <laughs> that might be part of the problem. We need, more, we need to like, there's, become yeah. more original with it. There was literally two ideas ever for a female soldier, uh, like edgy, like emo girl, like this one is, and uh, shaved head, like extremely butch, Abby, basically. So, like, you know, maybe we should kind of widen that idea out a little bit. But, I mean, this is insanely blatant. <laughs> so that'll be interesting to see where that goes. I mean, he'll probably just get a settlement or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it'll probably just settle out. Of I mean, it's always how it is. It's always a settlement, and it's always it's not way cheaper for the company. What the settlement is, yeah. So, you know, arcing back to the last thing we were talking, what that I was mentioning, uh, who owns the license right for TMNT? It doesn't hmm. seem anybody does. It seems Hold like up. it's just kind of out and about. Well, yeah, because Nickelodeon has done a Nickelodeon series, right? owns. Um, yeah, they they acquired Fox it from did the, the live action movies. Is that right? Um, the live action movies. Well, can you call it live action? Oh, I can. Kind of. I fucking love those movies. Um, I do not mean the like late nineties ones. I mean the very recent ones. Oh yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Platinum Dunes. Uh, yeah, they they were produced by Platinum. Can Dunes we? Yeah, let's, let's not Pictures. remember. Let's not remember Platinum Dunes. They're I got some good Platinum Dunes right here for you to check out. Yeah, produced yeah. by Platinum Dunes, Nickelodeon Movies, and Paramount Pictures. Directed okay. by 
Jonathan Lisbon produced by Michael Bay. So, yeah, probably Nickelodeon has one of the best claims on it. it sounds yeah, like. yeah. Um, and it it looks like they're just doing the thing that we were hoping um, they're doing with Star Wars, where they're like, hey, who yeah, wants to shop this? it out? Who wants it? Yeah. And th- that's a good thing, but it doesn't it doesn't invite I do think being if there was something I was probably a fanboy of it's probably mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles um being like this property I feel like it could go so many different directions and nobody has taken that plunge yeah it's like it, it's tough like they, they just had a um a, a tabletop game that was kickstarted that looked really good that I mm. didn't I, I didn't have like 200 bucks to drop on it at the time yeah. um, but I but I really wanted to um, so yeah they, it looks like they're just like hey whoever wants it they just have to pitch us something good um, Interesting. And, and, and it's ripe for something Get you know Eastman we were talking about we could I think we could, I we, could we could probably get Eastman on the phone pretty easily I imagine <laughs> I got an idea. Because, I mean, he did invite us to that Q&A that one time. That was pretty cool. He was a cool guy. Um, But, uh, no, I mean, we were talking about, like, the Nemesis system. This could definitely work with the Nemesis system. It could work with, um, even like, uh, like, talking about Mass Effect this episode. could work with a Mass Effect-style RPG. I mean, they just came out with The Last Ronin. Which, if you guys are into comic books or anything at all, that's a great read. I really recommend The Last Ronin. I think part two is coming up. I think it's later this month. Uh, but you can get part one, and then um, they're doing a director's cut because it was originally wrote in, like, 87. And Eastman pulled out all of his junk that he had on it. And they're putting it into, like, a big director's cut uh, novel as, or uh, um, graphic novel as well. Um, so if you miss the original run, you can also grab the, you know, grab that version uh, later this mm. month, right around the time the second issue drops. Um, but the idea is all of the other turtles are dead, and there's only one of them alive. Mm. In this like neo, it, it, it was supposed to be. I think it was like twenty. I think it was twenty twenty, is when he wrote it in eighty seven, and it was in the future, and the future was twenty twenty, where there was flying cars and a bunch of other shit. Just proving how much we dropped the ball. Uh, but yeah, um, it, it could work with pretty much anything. I really think Ninja Turtles is a nice. underutilized IP. Yeah. I mean, it's underutilized in the same way that the Nemesis system is underutilized, I would argue. Put them together. Let's do it. Put I don't know what these guys are doing. Taste that tastes great together, baby. Yeah. I don't know how they would do the Nemesis system with... Uh, foot soldiers though i mean it, it you could work it out but you know they're generally all wearing the same yeah depending on what foot soldier you go with yeah they just get bling they get they, they, they get bling or well, get bigger that would be cool like because i remember from like the old cartoons some of them would be lankier and taller with like longer arms and look kind of alien like you know just make you a fucking huge one bodybuilder ones <laughs> Or the person got mutated and they become like uh, like an animal, uh, like rendition. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, that happens in the show all the time. You would custom create your villains that are like animal hybrids. 
Yeah, instead no, I of mean, just having like a built-in. Yeah, instead of having them built in, the game would naturally like spawn them. Like a guy would just first get big, and then he would start like growing a horn out of his head, and he slowly becomes a rhino. Yeah, he like basically becomes like. You can uh, reverse engineer street sharks out of this. Oh shit! Yeah, folks. A street sharks. The street sharks team up with Ninja Turtles. Got Third game in. Yes, I got a. I got a patent this shit immediately. Yeah. We can't even air this now, so. That's basically what Biomutants is actually doing, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. Definitely, May is going to be a huge month for us. Yeah, we're, we're going to have a lot to talk about. But, uh, you know, le- uh, as always, let us know if there's anything that you think that we miss uh, over on Twitter, at Mammoth Games, and you can check out all of the uh, standard content that we talk about um, here. You can catch part of it there, but as well over on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Um, until next week, I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm. I'm Filtercord. And he's and the I'm other Johnny one. Riot. Oh, he didn't fall asleep. I remember. Damn. Shout out to you, Drake. That was, uh, that was Drake, yeah. Shout out to Drake. Shout out to your family. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good What's one, guys. What's Drake up to? Ooh.